the Ohio Valley's hit music channel, Mix 99.3. And thank you, Brandon. Downtown currently, we do have the fog, and it is 64. Mix 99.3. The best music variety and most fun in the morning. It's Steve Hayes and the Get Up and Go Show on WNXT AM FM Portsmouth and on WNXTRadio.com. <laughs> I had to. And what were you doing in 1972? American Bandstand singing. I-O-I-O. Well, you know, you've heard that Munsters theme probably too yes. many times, right? Yeah, that's, and it's better than whatever happened to Eddie. Yes, thank you very much. I-O-I-O. You know, Metro that, that, you know, that was a great song. It was a PG song. Right? It was off of Cucumber Castle. That's why we, were, we recorded it. We, it was a big hit everywhere in the world except America. We thought we would uh, sneak one in and... It was a good song. It was just, you know, 1972. <laughs> uh, where everything and everybody made the charts or some, you yes. know, that was just a mixed mash of music at that time. But mm-hmm. that's a great song, I want to tell you. Thank you. My professional opinion is I like it. Butch Patrick, how are you? I'm well. I'm well, thanks. Oh, man. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Western Days, um, Roy Rogers uh, Festival. And again, uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure having you here from, of course, the Munsters. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, just... Uh, your uh, your travels. You say your sister's coming in tonight. Yeah, my yeah my sister uh, who has been out in California during this whole pandemic, and I told her I says you know you need to get out of town, and I'm going to a really cool place, and I'm going to spend a week, and mm-hmm. uh, you need to come visit. Let's talk a little bit about Munster Mania, uh, which happened in 1964. The show was on for two years, and uh, there was a little concern in the beginning that a funny. Uh, show st- with monsters wasn't going to make it. Of course, in the early 60s, monsters were the rage. What is your opinion that the show that ran for two seasons, 64, 65, is still as, as, as shelf fresh today as it was then? Well, it's, it is a very unique situation, one of a kind, and not just so much because of the obvious makeup and the monsters, but right. once in a while a perfect storm situation occurs, and you had Universal Studios, which was the monster studio that was very, very good at um, showing you know the original scary monsters and the sets and the design that right. they had, and they had become very good at. Uh, and then you had the producers of Leave it to Beaver, who had done a very successful run with Amos and Andy and then Leave it to Beaver. Combining their talents to come up with a um, a family, a friendly family of monsters that would um, basically uh, grab everybody's attention for two years. We had you know great guest stars, we had funny right. scripts, we had a good cast, uh, and a lot more. You know, it was it was a very strong and well produced show. Um, visually, it had we shot we shot it on film like a little mini movie with all the right lighting and techniques right. and set dressing, and it just it just caught the. Uh, it just caught on and it never left. I think one of the things I find fascinating is for another $10,000, they could have shot it in color, but they decided to save a little money. But I think the black and white is so endearing to that genre of, of movie yep. and, and, and makes it even more special. Yeah, it was. It was a genre, black and white was the correct genre for it, definitely. Um, we did the movie in color at the end uh, to introduce the world to it, so we did have a color presence. But yes, black and white was the way to go. And um, and, the, and the early color shows, I mean, Batman came out, and we, there was a lot of shows that, tr- that went from black and white to color that did very well. But you're right, The Munsters was a much better uh, genre. You know, I've, I've seen, I'm a big fan of, of everybody, you and, and, and all, and, and Fred Gwynn, of course. I heard him do an interview one time. And he, I didn't realize it took him like four hours a day to just put on his makeup. 
And he, they ask him, you know, the hardest part of the show, and then that was it. Yeah. But, uh, gosh, what a comedic figure he was, huh? Well, and the good news was that we were only in makeup three days a week. So, oh, okay. you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we had four days to recover from it somewhat. <laughs> uh, Monday and Tuesday were easy, light read, light rehearsal, non-makeup days. So that made it re- – the biggest thing with Fred really wasn't so much the makeup. It was the suit. It was the foam rubber suit and the heat and the lights that caused him the, the, the most trouble because he was in almost every scene. Yeah, right. Well, and, uh, you know, the show itself um, – Built on, you know, the comedic, uh, and I've heard also compared to Al Lewis and him as kind of a Laurel and Hardy, uh, an updated version of them because their comedic timing was just incredible. Yeah, they were they were a team from Car 54, and, you know, Fred was very, uh, you know, old school, Harvard, Blue Blood, Al was Carnival, Vaudeville, and together they had a great, really great banter, which some of their scenes together are like yeah. just absolute comedy gold. Yeah. But I think the sleeper in there was Yvonne DiCarlo as the, uh, as the mother, Lily, who was a major movie star dropping in to do television and uh, carrying it very well. I mean, yeah. she, she was up against the formidable formidable comedy team and she held her own and she did comedy much better than people thought she could yeah and i think the hidden funny uh kind of unspoken but still was the fact that you had marilyn who was the normal person but she was kind of the outcast of the show because she was so normal and you and there were two a lot of people don't realize that there were two marilyn's was yes. it Beverly Owen, the first one? Yes, she was yeah. the first 13 episodes. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think she missed her boyfriend or something and had to go back get to New York. Is that you are correct. Big? And then you had Pat Priest. Mm-hmm. They looked remarkably alike, and unless you really read the credits, you probably didn't know it was two different people. Yeah, it was very much a, a seamless transition, unlike Darren on Bewitched, when Dick York <laughs> left and Dick Sargent showed up, and you go, hey, that's not Dick York. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And then your, your insertion in, and I think that the... the character casting of the monsters was so good because you know here's a little kid you know in the show itself you know creating all kinds of kid mischief in uh in the monster manner and uh so that was the extra i think ingredient of spice that really pushed the show over the top well it, it was a believable family unit it very much was it was and that's one of the reasons why it resonates so well today um as do a lot of old 60s shows which is one of the reasons i'm here for the roy rogers i mean the same type of family values that roy uh, conveyed the monsters conveyed um even though we were a family of monsters the beautiful blonde was there for the balance to show that she looked at us as family members and saw through us and never thought of us as scary we looked at her as the unfortunate one but we both coexisted and got along and it made for a very funny comedy banter but at the same time um it you know but the main thing was is you know herman kept the job he went to work every day we sat down for dinner every night grandpa got into the dungeon and got into a little mischief i volunteered dad for everything he <laughs> never wanted to disappoint his little boy so he had this very believable family unit and you never thought of him as frankenstein as soon as you saw him he was a lovable herman munster lily munster grandpa munster not yeah. dracula not vampira Uncle Gil wasn't the creature. You know, it just, it transcended the monsters and, and you just became very much uh, in, in, in an endearing family that people uh, bought into. Got Butch Patrick here today again in for Western Days. Eddie Munster on the monsters. And, you know, you touched on it a minute ago, but I wanted to bring this up. Is for that era in time and television, 64 to 66, uh, special effects were incredible. 
You had, I mean. Yeah, we had, we were very lucky. We had a, just two men, Chuck and Davey, were our special effects team, and they both went on to work respectively for Lucas and Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, so we had very cool special effects early on, uh, even though I was on wires and there was no CG. But yeah, <laughs> there were a lot between the balsa wood doors and the breakaways and, the, and me being on wires and smoke pots going off and the bat and the raven. We, we, we did. We had a really, we had a very well produced quality uh, yeah. show. One of my favorites is when uh, Herman played baseball. Uh, remember that? Did you get him involved in that? Oh, yeah. Little League or something? Herman the Rookie uh, yeah. with Leo DeRocher and my stepdad. I got my stepdad to play the catcher, who was a professional baseball player. Yeah. Uh, Ken Hunt was his one and only acting job. But uh, <laughs> and he was and he actually was sent down to the minors. That He said in the show, no, no, not me, Leo. I'm going back to the minors, which the next day he wound up with the Chicago Cubs farm team. <laughs> and that was the end oh, of his man. career. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing, writers on that show, too, back in the 60s, we had some of the greatest television yep. writers of all time, and, and, of course, the Munsters also had that. Well, you know, the period was really cool for comedy writers, especially when everybody was moving from New York to L.A., and that was the place. And you got to remember, we had um, great guest stars earlier in their careers, right. comedy writers. We had comedy, We had Don Rickles, Frank Gorshin, Louis Nye. Um, the list goes on and on. So we had really funny guys. Paul Lind is Dr. Dudley. I mean, how can I forget the, <laughs> yeah. how can I forget the center square, you know? But um, the comedy writers could write really funny stuff for shows like Talking Horses, I did Mr. Ed, I did um, I Dream a Genie, I did My Favorite Martian. All these non-reality-based shows from the 60s that were there for just pure entertainment was like a, a, a dream come true for comedy writers. Right, it was. And then, um, you know, a lot of the shows, I think, basically coming back in the 90s kind of, kind of fed all that. You know, I always look at Seinfeld as basically uh, the formula for some of the early 60s sitcoms because... You know, just the writing and, you know, ensemble characters and so on and so forth. But, Butch, uh, you also uh, did Westerns. We're going to talk about that. Um, what was it like being on the set of Bonanza as a young child? Well, for, well, I'll tell you, for me, I was a big car guy, and I always thought it was very cool that they all had, you know, free Chevrolets. And, you know, <laughs> and obviously Haas would drive a truck, and, you know, and Lauren Green would be in my Impala. But, you know, Michael, you know, Michael Landon had a Corvette, as of did Pornell of Roberts. Of course, yeah. So uh, yeah. I, that was on the set. It was a very popular show. Did it a couple times. Um, but it was fun. It was, a happy, it was a happy set. They had a lot of, good, they had a lot of fun. Uh, you, you know, and that portrayed with the, uh, with the show itself, you mm -hmm. know, can imagine, you know, Haas running around in his 10-gallon hat. Hey, Paul, hey, Paul, yeah. hey, Paul. But uh, what uh, character did you play in on uh, Bonanza? Oh, I was just, I played the grandson of someone who got killed in a mine accident, and, you know, oh. they took care. I mean, those days, it wasn't like a big guest-starring role. It was more of a, you know, we need a kid for a day or two. And then uh, I did the same thing with Gunsmoke. I did a couple Gunsmokes. Um, I did seven. I did Dan Daniel Boone. I did a rawhide with Clint Eastwood. That was very cool. I remember wow. that. Even the, even a, even a young because I, I liked Rowdy Yates. I liked yeah. his character on Rawhide. And I did a Death Valley Days. And I did a Daniel Boone with Vincent Price. Uh, you know, imagine working with Vincent Price in a western of wow. all things. That's a stretch. Now, how did he? <laughs> what kind of a plot was that? If it I was an add. Oliver plot. He played a Fagin character, and we he had a bunch of kids out pickpocketing and stealing, and oh, and we recruited uh, Israel into our little camp. So right. that's how he wound up being uh, into yeah. a cowboy movie. Yeah. We've, we've had Israel here a couple times. Oh, Darby's great, yeah. He is a great guy as well. So, you know, as far as uh, th that goes, you've got also, did you, do you have possession of the Munster Mobile now? Or, or as it's called, 
the coach. The coach. Yeah, yeah, not the coach. The coach is in a museum in Orlando and you know would not make it up here. But yes, I do have a Munster coach that I've owned for eight years now. Wow. Street legal, big block Chevy, very healthy, Jag suspension, and it will be coming out of the trailer later today. Now, is that going to be on display down at the Holiday Inn for everybody to check it out? and Front and center, you betcha. Wow, well, that's good. Now, with the memorabilia you're bringing, are you bringing episodes of the show on uh, DVD? I have, the, I have the new DVD Blu-ray of uh, the Munster Go Home movie, which is was supposedly to be released a year ago, but the pandemic you know, put that kibosh on it. I have those. Uh, Rob Zombie and I did commentary on that. I've got my book. I've got the DVD. I've got a ton of T-shirts. I've got a lot of pictures. I've got about 12 different various items. I've got uh, three tables full of stuff. Well, that's great. Well, you know, the, the people of Portsmouth um, love what they put on. And, and this is, I, I can't t- tell you exactly how many years this has been going on. 38. 38, thank you. you know, You're welcome. I, it's been going on ever since yeah. I've been here. I've been well, here you know, I got, you know and Eva, Eva Robbins, who, who helped bring me in, you know, she, right. she's, she's put up, I was sitting and having dinner with her. She's been doing this for 38 years. This is a true labor of love. I met, um, you know, Roy's youngest daughter, Dodie. People here are just so nice. It's such it's such a great thing, and it's and it's you know, and the town itself is very cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a big turnout, and uh, everybody's dying to get out and do stuff, and you know, get back on their horse. No pun intended. And uh, and you know, Roy, and Roy Rogers was one of my favorites. You know, I uh, my uncle used to supply horses to the studios and Western props, and the closest thing I ever had to somebody in the, in the movie industry was my cousin was Zorro's stunt double. So and he's now in the Stuntman Hall of Fame with his wow, son great. Clay Lily. Oh my goodness. So you kind of, you grew up with good lineage as far as yep. uh, westerns and uh, and acting and uh, everything else. Well, you know your success and and the way you have grasped onto it is great because we can never let go of our past, and uh, you have such a, a a colorful past. Well, actually, it's in black and white, but no, just teasing, of course. Uh, but you know you were also uh, in a band. You've had several bands, right? Come on, come on. <laughs> well, you played. That particular song you you played, IOIO, that was done in uh, 1972 after right. I did a Saturday morning series called Lidsville for Sid and Marty Croft, and they were looking, Metro Media had let Bobby Sherman go, and they wanted to have another David Cassidy, teeny bop type star. So I told them I don't sing. They said, doesn't matter. So I was actually the, the original lip-singing uh, Munster Manili, I like to call myself, <laughs> long before Millie ever thought about it. Munster Manili. Uh, Munster uh, Manili. Uh, and then I also had Whatever Happened to Eddie with Eddie and the Monsters, uh, which my my real claim to fame on that, we were the first unsigned act ever to be on MTV with our video, which led to the basement tapes, which we like to think helped a lot of other unsigned acts get some exposure and maybe, you know, uh, help their career along. That's incredible. So music, and do you do any music anymore uh, at this point? No, I actually pl- faked the bass on the, whatever happened to Eddie. Is I wrote the lyrics. I did write the lyrics, ASCAP member, yeah. but uh, no, I'm not really a musician. I enjoy music, but I'm not that talented. Well, there's a guy named Denver Triggs, and he plays the bass, and he'll be down at the Portsmouth Brewing Company tonight, which is about three blocks down. Okay. If you want to go down and fake the bass with him, <laughs> no, I, I, no, you're more than welcome. No, I've had my I've had my career of uh, about, yeah. although we had Sugarloaf as my backup band, that was good. Yeah, Sugarloaf played on that song, and, and again, we're going to play it going out, but. Uh, <laughs> been such a pleasure having you today butch patrick and i'll uh, be seeing more of you of course in the next couple of days i'm going to come down browse around and uh please do check out your memorabilia and i don't care I, you know we may just go ahead and add this anyway because we play you know virtually everything you know yeah. the radio station old new and in, everything in between and everything butch patrick thank you buddy thank you
Composing the new vanilla cream cold brew at Tim Hortons starts with premium Arabica beans. Specially ground for cold brew. And steeped in-house for 16 hours. Tim Hortons then pours the velvety brew over ice. And for a touch of decadence, swirls in cream and vanilla flavor. For a work of art, that goes in a cup holder. Try a new rich and smooth iced cold brew or a sweet vanilla cream cold brew now at Tim Hortons. Limited time only at participating U.S. restaurants. If you want to give the same old place an all-new look, contact New Image Surface Coatings. New Image Surface Coatings can apply an epoxy coating over anything horizontal. Concrete floors, countertops, bar tops, and even shower stalls. Go to New Image Surface Coatings on Facebook to check out their work and your mind will be blown. Completely change the look of your garage, basement, or patio. Where there's concrete, there's a canvas. Call New Image Surface Coatings at 606-923-9353. That's 606-923-9353. With all the sensors and modern technology on newer vehicles, keeping your oil change regularly is more important than ever. At Trenton Tony Nittle Service Center, a regular five-quart oil change with filter and lube is $29.95. $39.95 for synthetic oil. Trenton Tony Nittle have been specializing in mechanical work since 1981. Offering engine, transmission, and electrical repair, computer diagnostics, brakes, alignments, and tires. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Follow Trenton Tony Nettle Service Center on Facebook or visit at 1012 Lincoln Street, Portsmouth. Take advantage of Sayota Shoe Mart's tax-free weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with shoes under $75 tax-free. Assorted men's and women's athletic shoes, $40 and up. By Vans, New Balance, Asics, and more. Entire selection of women's sandals, 30% off regular price. Exclude Birkenstock, Crocs, and Chaco. Assorted children's clearance shoes, $20 and up. Don't miss it. Sayota Shoe Mart's tax-free weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with shoes under $75 tax-free. 615 Harding Avenue, Scioteville. Wow, Butch Patrick, what an interview, Bill. No, it was. It was a good interview. Um, and when I had him before, he he's really personable. A great oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. And you you know, talk about a historian of uh, you know, of television and entertainment and oh. whatever. I mean, working with Yeah, Clint Eastwood, you know? I mean crazy. Well, his family he's got family members in the Stuntman Hall of yeah, Fame and yeah. he grew up around that and it's it's pretty amazing. And uh, we want to thank him. And, of course, uh, he will be down at uh, the Holiday Inn, and that'll be for the next couple of days. So go down and make sure you uh, see him and check out the memorabilia. As we go to uh, press here this morning, brought to you by Roger Hemming, LLC. You'll find Roger on the west side for both commercial resi- residential construction. He is your man. And once again, Bill Shope. Thanks, Steve. Good morning, everyone. Even with an 83% increase in the number of new COVID cases in Scioto County for the month of July Well over half the number of residents in our county have refused to get vaccinated against a new, more deadly Delta variant. I asked Larry Mullins, executive director of the Scioto County EMA, about his thoughts on why our vaccination numbers remain so low. Well, we continue to see a large number of people here in uh, Scioto County that have not been vaccinated. Of course, some will never get vaccinated because they're ardent believers and all the misinformation that you see on social media and other places. And that's that's fine. It's a free country. They're entitled to their opinion. But, you know, the vast majority of people inside a county that have not been vaccinated are, are those level-headed people that, you know, consider all things. And basically, they're kind of taking, I'm uh, just going to wait and see what happens. Or they're afraid, uh, you know, of the side effects. And what I would say to those folks out there you know, especially now with the more contagious and deadly uh, Delta variant, it's time. The Ohio Department of Health yesterday reported 55 new cases, along with seven hospitalizations that were related to the virus. 
In a sign of the times, based on recommendations from 56 health care organizations, Southern Ohio Medical Center is requiring all employees to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by September 17th. Employees with medical, religious, or strongly held belief objections will be eligible for exemptions, but must be tested for COVID-19 twice a week until the virus is no longer considered a cause for concern. As I reported yesterday, according to recent data from the Mayo Clinic, Scioto County is the most significant hotbed for COVID-19 spread in the entire state. The county's per capita rate of infection is three times higher than the state average. The annual Roy Rogers Festival kicked off yesterday as the Character Awards were presented during the kickoff breakfast at the, Ohio, at the Holiday Inn, and that included a Student Character Award presented to Sam Wheely, a senior at Minford High School, and the Adult Character Award was presented to our very own Sam McKibben. Here's Sam with his take on receiving the award. Well, it certainly was uh, a big surprise this morning uh, at the Welcome Center on 2nd Street when I heard uh, Tim Throckmorton uh, start to uh, give the awards to, first of all, that young man from Minford, uh, Sam Wheely. Then he said the Adult Character Award goes to a a man uh, who's been a broadcaster in this area for a long time and uh, told his father that uh, he didn't want to go to law school like his dad wanted him to. And he said, well, I heard Sam Spade on the radio, Dad, and I think maybe it's going to be for me. The grand opening of the new Roy Rogers Museum will take place at 10 a.m. this coming Saturday at 843 Gallia Street here in Portsmouth. For Mix 99.3 News, I'm Bill Shope. And coming up, Bill, I've got uh, Julie, uh, Julia and Bob Ream. Yes. And uh, they're going to be talking about uh, some of the heritage. I think Julie's grandfather uh, was uh, Cactus Mac, who started Sons of the Pioneer. Sons of the Pioneers, and then Julie's uncle uh, is named Glenn Strange and has some Frankenstein stories. Yes, he he played Frankenstein, and he was in a lot of westerns as well and was a great character actor. All right, that's coming up. Thank you, Bill Shope. This update brought to you by Roger Hemming, LLC. You'll find Roger on the west side. Both commercial and residential construction, he is your man. Roger Hemming Contractor, LLC in West Portsmouth, has been serving homeowners and businesses for nearly 50 years, providing residential and commercial work. Roger Hemming takes care of renovations, additions, kitchens, baths, sidings, roofs, and windows. Fire, smoke, and water damages are welcome, as Roger Hemming will work with you and your insurance provider to get you back in your home or business in a minimum amount of time. Licensed in Ohio and Kentucky and fully insured. The next time you need a contractor you can depend on, call Roger Hemming at 740-858-6761. 8.37 it is. The Get Up and Go show this morning with fog still holding at 64 with ONN. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. The ramping up of the coronavirus continues in Ohio and continues to impact a younger population since more than 80% of older Ohioans are vaccinated. The state health department says there are 794 people in Ohio hospitals with the virus. That's up from 200 less than a month ago. The Ohio Hospital Association said that as of Sunday, 71 people under age 30 were hospitalized and 45% of the overall total were under age 60. Yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the mass shooting in Dayton in which a gunman killed nine people before police killed him. Andrew Kinsey with ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus says plans for a permanent memorial are underway. There is now a committee made up of victims, family members, survivors, and area business leaders and residents to come up with an idea for the memorial. Dayton Mayor Dan Whaley says these memorials take time. You know, we are unpacking a lot of pain from the 2019 shooting and we lost a year in this because 
because of the COVID pandemic. In the meantime, a temporary memorial is set up to remember the lives lost. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A World War II veteran at the Cleveland VA Medical Center turned 100 yesterday and they threw him a party. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for taking a day off for reminding me that 100 years is 100 years. Chester Lloyd served in the Army, then worked in Cleveland with at-risk children. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. And time for sports brought to you by Oliver Creations right across the road. Block your Honda Toyota, US 23, everything with big old hickory buildings to great home decor. You'll find it there. And I didn't realize that Herman Munster almost played professional baseball. Who knew, huh? Yeah. Until uh, Butch Patrick kind of, I remember that scene, he hit the baseball and it exploded. <laughs> Not like the Reds' bullpen that imploded. Pretty much. Well, not yesterday, anyway. All right, here's Chuck with more. They certainly tried to in the eighth, but thankfully Cincinnati was able to hold on for a 6-5 win over the Minnesota Twins yesterday afternoon at Great American Ballpark. Luis Castillo got the start and performed very well. He went the first six innings, allowing one run off of six hits. He struck out seven and only walked one. The Reds had a 6-1 to lead heading into the eighth. Then the Cincinnati bullpen decided to make it interesting. The Twins rallied with four runs in the eighth to draw within one, but eventually Michael Lorenzen would come on to shut things down. He pitched the final one and two-thirds innings to log the save. Jonathan India went three for five at the plate yesterday with a double. Tyler Stevenson went two for four with a home run and a couple RBI. And Joey Votto had a double and a pair of RBI. The Reds will remain at home where this evening they will host the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can hear tonight's game on Fox Sports with AM 1260 and 95.7 FM. Coverage starts at 640. The first pitch will be at 710. Sonny Gray gets to start tonight for Cincy. The Buckos will send Will Crow to the hill. The Reds remain seven and a half games behind Milwaukee in the NL Central standings. Elsewhere yesterday, the Blue Jays beat the Indians 8-6. Cleveland and Toronto will get together north of the border this evening for a 7-0-7 start. The NFL preseason kicks off tonight in the Buckeye State as the Steelers and Cowboys will get together in the annual Hall of Fame game in Canton. That'll be an 8 o'clock kickoff. That contest will be televised on Fox. Ohio high school football begins in two weeks, two weeks from tonight actually, with the Valley Indians visiting the Portsmouth Trojans on Thursday, August the 19th. That contest will air live on Mix 99.3. Portsmouth Raceway Park returns to action this Saturday. The highlighted event will be the Lindley Motorsports Mod Squad Spectacular, paying $3,000 to win. Also on the card will be late models, limited lates, and sport mods. And also this Saturday at PRP, Marcy and Linda Barlow's Mary's Clothesline Backpack Giveaway will take place, providing free backpacks to the first 200 kids through the general admission gate. The gates will open at 4 o'clock at PRP Saturday, with racing getting underway at approximately 7.30. The United States still leads in the overall medal count at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. As of this morning, Team USA had 87, while China had 73. As for a couple of other Olympic notes, the U.S. men's basketball team has defeated Australia 97-78 and will play in the gold medal game. The U.S. women's beach volleyball team of April Ross and Alex Kleinman are going to play for gold. The U.S. women's soccer team took a bronze medal this morning, defeating Australia 4-3. U.S. men's shot putter Ryan Krauser set a new Olympic record en route to a gold medal, and 17-year-old American Nevin Harrison won gold in the women's kayak sprint. Your Portsmouth Insurance Sports Time is 841. Portsmouth 
Insurance is a TAH Benefits partner. Give Gary Duzan a call for all of your employee benefit needs. And that is a look at sports. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Brought to you by Oliver Creations. And that uh, would be, of course, right across the road from Glockner Honda Toyota, US 23 at the curve, big old hickory buildings made to your own specifications and great home decor. And we got traffic weather together one more time next. All of her creations in Portsmouth offers all kinds of gorgeous home decor, including beautiful Raydan pottery, custom-made wreaths, wall hangings like signs, picture frames, and clocks, and Ohio State swag for the man cave. All of her creations can even create custom t-shirts and is an authorized dealer for old hickory buildings. So get that storage shed or outbuilding you've always dreamed of. For all kinds of great-looking home decor, visit all of her creations at 2952 U.S. Highway 23 in Portsmouth, just across from Glockner Honda Toyota, and follow all of her creations on Facebook. And your traffic is service of your good friends at the side of the river, 1024 Gallia Street. And don't forget, at the river, uh, you can, uh, of course, dine in at 11. You can also have it delivered to the curb, or they'll also bring it to your home, because at the river, they love to cater. Uh, don't forget, you still can't park on Woodlawn Road in Cleveland due to the fact they're putting in that new water pipe there. And we do have some drag patching today, and that'll be um, today on Bennett Schoolhouse Road in Harrison Township. And uh, go slow because we have a lot of fog out there, and it is still pretty thick and chewy. So if you see something we need to know about, give us a call at 354-1993. Traffic is service of your good friends at the Scioto River opens seven days a week. The weather is a service of Monroe's Frame and Collision, where they want you to know you have the right to choose. Choose Monroe's Collision Incorporated. They take pride in restoring your vehicle to pre-accident condition. 10th and Waller Streets in Portsmouth, Jackson, Chillicothe, West Union, and Ashland, Kentucky. Your first warning forecast. Partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures inching hotter as a result into the mid-80s. A few isolated showers can pop, but they will be rarer than previous days. Clearing skies tonight quiet, or in fact a pleasant overnight with temperatures sinking into the low 60s. Mostly sunny for Friday. Back to normal August thoughts. That means it's going to be hot. Highs in the upper 80s. I'm WSAZ News Channel 3 meteorologist Brandon Butcher on the Ohio Valley's hit music channel, Mix 99.3. Thank you, Brandon. Downtown currently with the fog, we've got 64 as we get up and go. Mix 99.3 Steve Hayes in the morning The Get Up and Go Show And when we say we play the Ohio Valley's best music variety We don't, we don't mess around. See them tumbling down Pledging their love to the ground One of the uh, signature songs of the Sons of the Pioneers with Roy Rogers. On the show this morning, I'd like to welcome Julie Ream, and uh, we got Bob. Is that that's Bob back there on the camera? That's Bob that's, back there. That's Bob on the camera. <laughs> and, uh, all right. Well, you know, you talk about a group that's been together. I mean, we we were fascinated in the music world by how long groups have been together. A hundred years? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. How long have the they sons? Evolved. Huh? They evolved. Well, I, I, uh, the what I'm, the sons of the pioneers have been around since. Oh golly, 
the early 30s. Right. And right. Uh, that's that's where I come in. Because okay. I'm a museum curator. I have a museum in L.A. I want to introduce you first okay. of all. It's Julie Ream and again Bob. And uh, yes, you have a, a music display in, in L.A. And tell us about that and your you know connection with. Well, I've got uh, a museum and we've got a museum in, dis- uh, in, in Los Angeles. Right. And it just covers everything. Okay. And um, I was uh, working with the festival here for a number of years. And they talked about opening a Roy Rogers Museum. And I said that would be a wonderful thing to do. And uh, one of the first. So this year it's kicking off. And it has, yeah. Yeah, it really has. And my favorite uh part of this is the full circle that everything's come because my grandfather was an actor and a musician. He's credited with bringing Western music to the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. His name was Cactus Mac, Taylor Cactus Mac McPeters. Okay. He was in all the B-Westerns and um, he met, uh, Roy met Cactus when he came out to Inglewood uh, when he left uh, Portsmouth and went out to Inglewood. Wow. And so that complete story, my Cactus brought him into a band called the Obaro Cowboys, named after the Obaro Ranch in Wilcox, Arizona. And uh, they toured and uh, together that on a, a single tour, and then Cactus left that band to Roy to complete the tour. So the first name Leonard Sly ever went out under was Cactus Mac, and that band, which consisted of Cactus, Tim Spencer, a fellow named Cyclone, I know his name, but mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now. And uh, and uh, uh, Len, lastly, went out and uh, that when Cactus went on to the Hoot Gibson Rodeo and left right. that to him, uh, to Leonard, he, he went out under Cactus Mac and it became the Sons of the Pioneers, all okay. the Pioneer Trio and then ultimately Sons of the Pioneers. So it's come full circle because now Dusty Rogers is with the Sons of the Pioneers. Wow. And, and to know that uh, Roy went out under an alias. Cactus, well, cactus. everybody did. Cactus Mac was an yeah. alias to my grandfather, oh, but yeah, oh, okay. but sure, yeah, until he hit on Roy Rogers. And well, let so, me ask you a question. I yes. got uh, Julie Ream, of course. Uh, over the years, this music has has persevered. It's created its own niche, uh, and people just love it. And give me your give me your give me your opinion on why. Because it's 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 Americana. Uh, there's a, if uh, if you want to there's a difference between Western music and country music, sure. and my my uh, my family were all Western musicians. Rex Allen, I'm related to Rex Allen. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Western music talks about heart, home, the outdoors, mm-hmm. uh, everything that makes America wonderful, God, everything right. that makes America great. Sure. And so it's just embraced by everyone in every country. So it's just universal. Did Rex ever come over and like uh, narrate the family reunions? Like you know, <laughs> I'm Rex yeah. Allen, and he, there's he Julie. A, he, She's <laughs> going up to get the potato salad. <laughs> he was a narrator from the uh, from he, the seventy in the seventies right. and on. And Cactus was a narrator in the forties and fifties. Yeah, so love yeah. Rex Allen. So it's Beautiful a big old family, voices. big old family of stuff that you love. And again, yes. uh, we're talking about now in your museum. Uh, is, do you have a lot of Roy Rogers artifacts? Uh, we there? do, because it's right out yeah. there where all the Westerns were made out right. in Los Angeles. And so I brought a good deal of it over here to the new Roy Rogers Museum that's opening up Saturday sure. on the Roy Rogers Esplanade here in Portsmouth. So Is it on loan for a while? Yes, it is. Okay, <clears throat> great. Yes, it is. Well, you know, uh, the, the, the roots of Roy go deep, and it's got, it's got some of uh, the, the storyline of him coming here and just, you know, leaving to— you know, go out west to kind of uh, follow his dream, which he right. did, and right. and 
uh, it was kind of the all-American story of what you could accomplish back then if you did have a dream and a desire to uh, go forth and, and accomplish that. And the perseverance. And the That's... perseverance and the, and the goodness, of course, of it all as well, too. Roy um, loved his fans, and I think they sensed that, so they right. loved him back double, right. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anybody we've had on the show, you know, who, have, who has known Roy, and over the years we've been doing all of this, uh, can't uh, say enough about what a great stand-up guy he was. Right. Right. Yeah. He was terrific and and uh, stood for everything that's wonderful and good. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? Oh, absolutely. Did you know him pretty well? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, he so. used to come back here. He'd, he'd sneak in under the radar, mm-hmm. you know, to visit his friends right. and so on and so forth. But uh, no. And, and you know, my grandmother introduced him to his second wife, Arlene. Really? Yes. So there's a lot of history. I tried to tell it as well as I could for a walking tour because I'm not here when I go back home. Ohio is a long way from L.A. <laughs> so yeah. I tried to tell it real well as a walking tour, but there's so much history that went on back when everything evolved. I mm-hmm. still work in the industry. I still work in show business. And it was so important to me. It's like, Bob, you said he's filming here. He's filming for RFD TV. So they're wanting to cover what's going on out here this weekend. But there's just there was there's just so much love and history and and all of it. So get down to the museum and well, you know, we this is long. We've we've kind of tried to patchwork some stuff together over the years, but this is going to be the one that everybody's going to have to gravitate to because we've got more displays, more things. Uh, more stories and yes. uh, more interactive uh, displays than, than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, we've had bits and pieces of stuff, but never to this whole degree. You and know? This, this, the whole focus on the museum right now is the whole history of pioneers, from pioneering uh, your way into show business. Right. Um, they were, there really are the pioneers and the sons of the pioneers out and with Dusty coming into the band. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I'm old enough to remember the original band members wow. and I, I went to a, an, I think all of their funerals, the first band members. Right. But when you're young and you grow up in this business, you don't know how special it is no, until you no, get older. You no. don't know. It's just your life. It is. Uh, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And you look right. back, and just like we were, we were talking to Butch Patrick, you know, as a young child, he probably had no idea that no. at this point in his life, he'd still be talking about the Munsters, and the Munsters as popular as they ever were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he worked. He worked with some of the greats and westerns he too. Did. So as a child, now so. do, do do you debunk some of the uh, urban legends out there about Roy? What are the urban legends? Well, there's one that I never can get a handle on. Okay. Is that when he left here and moved to Cincinnati, he lived in an apartment that was basically where the old baseball uh, <clears throat> Riverfront Stadium used to be, and that he was that he lived on second base. <laughs> well, I mean, his apartment. That, that's an Ohio. That's an Ohio for an Ohioan to debunk. <laughs> oh, okay. I can talk to you about when he got right. into into California. Well, you'll look up every now and then Roy right. trivia, and there'll be he was he was right. he wasn't born there, but he lived on second base, which used to be Riverfront Stadium in well, Cincinnati. The one thing that I think is interesting for right. your listeners to know is that. Uh, people haven't lost their love for the Westerns or for Roy. No, no. He's he's real popular out there. I even have college students come in the museum wanting to do their thesis on, uh, you know, the pioneers of the of the fi- of film and music and 
and all of the old advertising. People love the Cowboys. They still do. And the Monsters, too. And Julie monsters Rehm, you're too. here with me. I have, to, I have to digress here for just That's a second. Right. Talk about uh, Frankenstein, your uncle. Uh, Glenn Strange. <laughs> yeah, he was the what bad guy. What a name guy. for... Uh, and that was his real name. And his yeah. brother's name was Shirley. Yeah. Shirley Strange. We, Shirley Strange. <laughs> we have a Herbie Strange in Chillicothe <laughs> oh, on a billboard selling insurance. And oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's as strange as we get here. But let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Glenn Strange. Right. Now, what uh, what Frankenstein uh, era was he in? He was in uh, he was in the 30s when uh, when when Boris Karloff was getting more frail and uh, wanted to still be in the in the movies, but he was hard for him to portray the monster any right. longer. Four hours in the makeup chair versus <clears throat> 45 minutes with Glenn because he was so tall. Right. You know, people will know him as Sam the Bartender in Gunsmoke, and he was in all the old westerns and a heavy bad guy, Butch Cavendish in The Lone Ranger. Ooh, okay. He was all of those things. So the makeup man, uh, Jack Pierce, at Universal saw him eating his lunch, and he was six foot six and a half, and he had that big Ooh. ruddy face and hands the size of a canned ham. And he said, "If I only had, if I had him in my makeup chair, yeah. he said I, I, I could be done in forty-five minutes." And he was, and yeah. they got a new Frankenstein. So then Boris could play the doctor and still be in the, in the movies. Right. And he was in Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, which is a huge. Oh, love that one. Then mm-hmm. he was the Frankenstein in that one. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and we're still friendly with the Abbots and the Costellos and the Lugosi's. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I think well, the uh, Ed Wood uh, movie about Bella Lugosi was, was one terrific. of my favorites. Yeah, and of course I think. Uh, I can't, he terrific. Won. Yeah, it's it's great. It's Martin Landau. Martin, Martin Landau won an Academy Award, but you know. Yes. Tearing down and he that, was a dear friend. Martin, Martin was, Lando. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tearing down that third wall to kind of look behind, mm-hmm. you know, and see what's going on mm-hmm. there. It was a great movie. Yeah. But uh, Julie Rehm, you seem to know quite a bit about your craft, and I have to really commend you on that. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. I'm a big trivia buff myself. Now, if we can only get down, know anything about Andy Griffith? No. Okay. <laughs> Not well, much. I, well, I had one, one question. We're trying to find out <clears throat> who Mr. Uh, Swamp was some guy that kept showing up in the movies or in the show and, and never got any credit. But that happened all the time because you, didn't you have to be, uh, you couldn't have a speaking role unless you're in the union, right? With uh, I don't know how it started off, but I, I do, I don't know how it started off, but I do know that um, I, my grandfather died five times or was in, <laughs> in one John Wayne movie. So, five times? Yeah, you could be an Indian and you could be oh, a, oh, oh, you, you know, yeah. you could go back all over the place. So yeah. I don't know when all of that, all of that started. Because well, yeah. sometimes even speaking roles go uncredited. Right, right. And, you know, you got to remember back then, and I think in the golden age of television and so on and so forth, uh, when you needed somebody, I mean, it was sometimes you just grab somebody off the street and said, come here, we need somebody, and bring them in and, as That's a crowd. That's exactly yeah. what happened yeah. on the corner of, of uh, Gower and Hollywood. There's a place called Gower Gulch, right. and it was where they would guys would hang out there. That's how, um, I can't think ever think of Spade Cooley got hired really? by Roy. He really? just badgered him until he, <laughs> and he looked a little bit, he had the little... So he looked enough like him that he finally wore Roy down and, and he let, but that happened, I think, at uh, Republic. But that Gower Gulch, they would say, we'll take, they'd, you'd be all dressed in your finest, we'll take you, 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 and you, and everybody else can go home for the day. And that's how you broke into the movies. Wow. And as much like it is now. I guess. It's not a whole lot different really now. Really seriously? And sometimes right. extras are pulled in 
and become stars. Well, we have a young man in our town, uh, Jacob Tolliver, who uh, belonged to, I guess, an extra union, and he'd show up every day. And right. Same thing. If they needed him, they'd use him, and if not, they told him to go home. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. Julie, now you're going to be here for the entire weekend? I will. We'll okay. be here. All uh, The festival starts today, right. and it will go on, and Butch is bringing his Munster coach out, so that's going right. to be fun. So it starts today to tomorrow and Saturday. Okay. Are you going to be down to tell stories and things? No, at, at we're shooting for our – I'm there, and I'm there for people to come in and talk, but we're going back and forth because we've been recruited to film okay. for – for the for the Cowboy Channel, great, NRFD. great. Why well, I, I hope, but I'm there. Do you, do you know when this is going to air? No, uh, no, I, I no, I don't. I okay. don't know. There are some uh, news pieces that we're getting out, and then they're going to do something with it. We've got to find out what that is. Okay. We're just gathering the footage and going from there. Well, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> it's pretty fun. woman, you, Julie Ream, and Bob back there, Bob. Uh, but a little piece of uh, Roy Rogers history will again be unleashed upon us uh, this weekend with the opening of the museum and all the artifacts that you've uh, got us on loan. Thank you for that, as a matter of fact. Thank because, you for having uh, us. And if you ever get to L.A., come to our museum, Valley Relics Museum. I will be out there in, in November, Angeles. I think. Mm-hmm. I've been out there several times, but I'm planning You'll a trip to in November. to call me, and we'll take you on a tour. All right. I'll get your number before you leave. Terrific. All right. Julie Ream, Bob Ream, thank you guys for being on the Get Up and Go show this morning. Mix 99.3 and worldwide at WNXTRadio.com.